0: Hey guys, welcome back to Heavenly Gaze. On today's episode, we will be discussing contentment. I'm here with Precious, Una, Nicole, and Elizabeth. Angela Sha Okay, so um, I'm starting
1: off, aren't I? Okay, so I was just going to talk about contentment based on your conviction in Christ, but then before I get into that, I wanted to talk about how the world is kind of in a constant state of discontent it just kind of seems like I don't know we're discontent with ourselves with discontent with our possessions you know everyone kind of wants new clothes new phones new cars I know we don't drive but yeah and with themselves as well it's like everyone kind of wants to be I'm not saying everyone but like in general I'm generalizing but like you see people wanting to look a certain type of way or act a certain type of way and that's because yeah this world is just kind of in a constant state of discontent and um the thing is you can't buy into content it's not something you can buy it's a spiritual void that you can't fill with physical possession so um you're not Yeah, so you can't fill this, like, spiritual word with physical things. And it won't necessarily be bad things that you're looking to, you know, be content with. You might be looking to, I don't know, your friends to make you feel content. Like, friendships aren't bad, but it's like, that's not what they were made for. They weren't made to make you content. So um, what does give you contentment is, you know, your conviction in Christ. And an author, Rob Cuban, kind of said, um, that we're called to allow our convictions, not our circumstances, to govern our sense of contentment. And true contentment is conviction in Christ's purpose, power and provision, that it's enough for every circumstance. And then you have to choose to rest in God's promises, despite what's going on in your lives. So Second um, Corinthians 4.18 tells us, so we fix our eyes... Oh, wrong scripture, sorry guys. So... Um, Oh, Romans 8, 8, 28 tells us, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. So if you're convicted in that scripture that, you know, whatever you're going through in your life is going, is working for your good because you love God and you've been called according to his purpose you know, that everything's going to be fine. It doesn't matter what season you, you're in, you know, that it's going to produce some sort of fruit and that God's doing this to, you know, work something within you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that just kind of reminds me of Proverbs 19, 23, when it says, the fear of the Lord leads to, leads to life, then one mm-hmm. rests content, untouched by trouble. So when you fear the Lord, you know, when you're in just like in awe of God, when you're just like very thankful and grateful like to God, You rest content, it's not that you won't face trouble, it's that you're untouched by trouble. So, you might Mm. face trouble in your everyday life. You can't choose whether you're gonna encounter some sort of trial or tribulation because most of those we don't control. But the thing is, you're not gonna let it touch you. You have the armor of God on you, so it's like, yeah, you just rest content and you know that whatever happens is for the good, it's for your good, and it's for the glory of God. Yeah, yes, that's good.
2: You know, that kind of links to what Liz was saying, wasn't it? About um, being content with, like, your portion, with what you've got right now. And, like, that fear of the Lord actually gives you contentment with where you are right now. Do you to talk about that, Liz?
3: Yes, I did, actually. Um, so, in regards, uh, just adding on from what Una said, I, I strongly agree with that. And I think contentment for me is about being, well, I'm going to be looking at being content in your season specifically i find that me personally i've been through a couple of seasons that haven't been the best but it's a thing where no matter how how good or how bad a season goes it will always be good because god has ordained that for you yeah. and i think the moment it starts to turn bad it's not when things go bad but when your eyes shift off of jesus and mm. what you're going through and someone who, who gave the perfect example of this is paul I was studying um, the book of Philippines and I realized that Paul was in prison the entire time I was writing these letters. But yet he was there talking about how we should rejoice and, you know, think good thoughts, lovely thoughts, admirable thoughts. And I just think, wow, you know, physically he was bound, but spiritually completely free, exactly the same with us. And it really reinforced to me that more. Remember in life, seasons come and go. They literally are just that, seasons, meaning your circumstances are always changing. And that's exactly why God does not want us to cling to what we go through. He wants us to cling mm. to the one who orchestrated it or who's um, you know, in control of it behind the scenes. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And I think that's really, really important as to why we have to be content. Because if I'm here, I have this analogy. Let's say I'm at a restaurant. I order some food. You know, they bring my burger. I'm really looking forward to it. Then I go and look at what Precious has and what Una has. and I'm like, oh... My, my portion isn't that great anymore. I'm not going to be satisfied, even though that's what I originally wanted. And that's what happens when we, start to, when we start to desire things other than what God has ordered for us. We start to covet what other people have. You know, mm. oh, right now, you know, I'm single. but My friend's got a boyfriend. You know, I want a boyfriend. And that's not really right because that mm. means we're negating the blessings God has in front of us. Mm. And I find that if we would just look towards God, And be completely satisfied with what he has given us. Because God knows exactly what we need. He's able to see beyond what we need, behind what we need, above what we need. And if he's given you a portion, no matter how small it looks to you, that's exactly what you can sustain in the eyes of God. Do you know what I mean? Because God has seen your capabilities. He's seen what you can manage. And I really, really think it's important that we find ourselves in a place where we're not trusting what we go through, but rather in the one who made us go through in the first place. Because don't forget, whatever we go through in life, God has allowed it to happen. Good or bad, he's allowed it to come through because he's, he's behind everything. Do you know what I mean? Even when the enemy tries to attack us, God might allow, but God will turn around for good, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so I think it's really important we find ourselves in a mental state that whatever we go through, it's just that. It's passing. It's not staying. This isn't my, my life. This is actually just a season. Like, like winter comes, summer comes, autumn comes. The same with situations in life. They change. Mm. And I, you know, someone in the Bible whom I really love is King David. In Psalm 16, he says, the Lord is my portion and my cup. And I really, really love that analogy. Because in, in John 6, if I'm not mistaken, we see Jesus being, being he calls himself the bread of life. Mm. Literally, Jesus is saying, whoever comes to me won't be thirsty. Whoever eats for me will not be hungry. What does that mean? I am more than enough for you. You can find all that you need and all that you want to be in me because I have, I'm the only one who can have the ability to sustain you. Man can't sustain us. Things can't sustain us. They'll fill a void temporarily, um. but they, they can't carry us any further than that. It's a mm. momentary bliss, if that makes sense. But when we come into Christ and when we come into that intimate knowledge, that wait, God is the only one who knows what I need. God is the um. only one who can completely satisfy me. It becomes a thing, well wow okay yeah the season is tough yeah i'm going through a bit of heartbreak Mm -hmm. i'm going through a bit of hurt and loss here but guess what i know that my god can turn this around for me i know that my god is able to make a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland and i think it's so important that again perspective how do you see your season do you see your season as you or do you see it as just a momentary thing because i like as well joseph in genesis he was in the pit his own brothers put him in a pit But the Bible says the Lord was with him in that pit. God Mm. blessed his hand. But wait, he was still in the pit. What does that mean? You can be in the pit and God will will teach you how to survive in the Mm. pit. In fact, what we should be asking God when we go through hard times is not, God, God take me out. We should be asking God, God, teach me in this place. Show me how to survive in this dark time. Because that would actually be more beneficial than you saying, you know, God, take me out because whatever we go through yeah. god wants to do something pain produces purpose pain produces you know character perseverance hope all these types mm. of things and it's it, it's so funny it's actually i find that personally in those places of you know where i'm pressed and i'm it, it's tough like i actually produce god produces so much more through me um but he literally pushed me out all that i didn't even know that i had within me um and yeah i think it's really, really important that you know perspective and how you see what you go through you know see it from the lens of god like all he does is to betty you, all he does is to prosper you, all he does is to is to cultivate you into the man or woman he's called you to be. And it's so important when we keep our eyes not fixed on what we're going through, but fixed on who he is. You know what I mean?
2: What do you guys think mm. about that? Yeah. Oh, I love that. I think, yeah, I think 100%. And I think when I think about um the fact that god gives us everything that we need and that um even in our seasons um god is providing and god is making something out of what we're going through like even if it's not what we perceive to be the best like season even if we're not happy in that season god is allowing there to be like a learning process in it like and i don't think god god is always causing it i don't think god is the one that's like implicating it but at the same time, God can use, like that scripture that you, say, you said, Elizabeth, all things, or oh, that was Una actually, all things work right together for the good of those who love the Lord. So if something's happening in our life, like if we're going through a season, God is making it work together and we'll come out of it and we'll learn something out of it. And like Elizabeth said, like we are producing things and things are, are being made from from what we're going through. And I always think of Matthew 6 when um, I think about contentment and like the fact that the lord um the lord always provides for us what we need so it's not necess- like it's not necessarily that we're going to have all of this extra stuff because at the end of the day we don't we don't necessarily need it even in our um walk with the lord but um god always provides us with what we need he speaks about the birds of the air and the flowers and they're covered they they're clothed they're beautiful they're surviving there's been generations of animals that have been here for 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 centuries but um they, they they're still surviving and who are we we are the apple of the god's eye so we are protected by the lord even more because he loves us so much so i think we often forget that um we have everything that we need but in the society, I think we always want more. And I don't want to be, like, political mm. on that, but you know um, how we live in, like, a consumerist and capitalist society, so they feed off our huh. lack of contentment. So it's like if yeah. everybody was content with what they had, no one would buy anything unnecessary, so that the economic cycle wouldn't be wouldn't be happening wow. so they kind of need that people need that to make money and things like that so i think when we think about the fact that we are the body of christ now and jesus is always like accentuated the fact that giving is better to receive and in um if we go to i think uh romans galatians 6 sorry um i'm just going to read free to three si- until 6 it says if you think you are too important to help someone you're only fooling yourself you are not that important mm. pay careful attention to your own work for then you will get the satisfa- satisfaction of a job well done and you will and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else for we are each responsible for our own conduct those who are taught the word of god should provide for their teachers sharing all good things with them so i think um when it says, like, if you think you're too important to help someone and all of these things, um, I don't think he um, Paul is saying that we're not important because, obviously, we are the body of Christ. We have the life of Christ mm. Of course we're important. We're made to do, you know, good things for, um, through Christ. But um, I think what he's saying is people often think that, like, their lives are, like, they often think they have this pride. And I think this pride often causes us to... Um, have that lack of contentment because if we're always thinking about what's best for our flesh and our best for ourselves, and oh, I want this, I need this, our oh, precious has this, and I don't have it, I want that, then you lose that um satisfaction and you think of yourself more highly than you ought to, and you forget about giving mm. as well. So, um especially how the Bible always says it's better to give than to receive. If you're always thinking about receiving, 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 you like it's like naturally you forget about the giving because you're only thinking about what you can give yourself, and then it's like you lose the contentment is gone and the giving is gone so I think that's completely the opposite to how the body of Christ works so I think the world works in that way where everyone is working to receive but in the body of Christ is everyone is working to serve each other and like how the important commandment is to love one another as you love yourself so it's that that notion of like giving and giving and that's how the body of Christ works we all give to each other and then we all at the end they receive from each other so I think being content is very important in that aspect because if you're not um like content with what you have you're going to keep wanting to receive these things that you don't necessarily need and if you're always thinking about receiving then you never give out as much as you know you're thinking about giving about receiving so yeah it's not it doesn't coincide with what God wants for the body of Christ so Mm -hmm. yeah
0: That's actually kind of similar to what I was going to say that last part um, when you were talking about um, giving and receiving and all of that stuff. And I think that comes from a place of completion. It comes from a place of being satisfied in who you are and what you've already received. So when the Bible does say that we should be content and let our conversation be without righteousness or jealousy or whatever, in Hebrews thirteen five. It tells us the reason why we should be content Um, in the following sentence. It says, for he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That tells us that in Christ we have everything we need and that's the reason for our contentment. And then if you go to Ephesians 1 verse 3, um, sorry, let me catch that real quick. It says, blessed be the God and and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who's blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. So that means we already have every spiritual blessing in Christ, everything you could possibly need. We already have that in Christ. So there's no need for this sort of, um. Oh, I need this, I crave this anointing, this mantle. Do you know what I hear a lot in the body of Christ? I'm not trying to come for anybody's next or anything, but I hear this so often. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want that. Okay, I love Pastor Benny. This is not a job of Pastor Benny. Benny Hill Ministries. is yeah love it so oh, i want that Benny Hinn anointing i want that i want that davidic mantle i want that mantle that elijah had Elisha. i want to be able to summon fire from the heavens to the earth and consume and devour all my enemies so you have all of this um this talk of anointing and, <laughs> in the body of christ we tend to forget that that could also be a form of you know uh how you say the word covetousness or whatever it is like jealousy or craving something else or discontent oh. rather so mm, yeah. you're not comfortable in what you have, which, by the way, newsflash, is the same as what Pastor Benny has. You have the same spirit of Christ that lives in, in him, lives in you. The same spirits that raised Jesus from the dead lives in each and every one of us as believers. So this mm. idea of um, tears to the anointing, I think, has done a lot of damage to the body of Christ. When we realise that there's no sort of hierarchy in the kingdom, we are all one in Christ. Jesus tore mm-hmm. down the wall of partition there's no Jew or Gentile, there's no male, no, no female, there's no slave or free. We are all one in Christ and we have all come into fullness in him. So once we realise that, we're content. That's our new nature. There's so many things that we have to be content about university as believers. And you know, when people talk about things that we we have to be thankful for, they tend to talk about how we have food in our place, you know, but that's not um that's not a universal experience. So in Christ we have this universal experience of our union Him forever that's one thing first things first you're one within forever
2: wow 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 so many gems thank you for watching this week's episode of heavenly Gaze, where we talked about contentment you have so many things to be thankful about and just as Tyre said, there's one thing that we can all universally be thankful about and be content about, and that is that we are the bride of Christ. We've been joined with Christ, and as long as we believe in Him and we receive Him, we've been made children of God. Amen. Say bless God.
1: <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. i am been recording. Oh, you're recording. Oh my days, precious. You gotta edit this out. We know how you've been. <laughs> Nah, no, Vesha, <laughs> oh, Vesha, you need to
0: start No, <laughs> always catching it.